Good morning on this Sunday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. Have you ever stopped to consider that we were born into this world for conflict? Crisis after crisis, conflict after conflict, without asking for it. In other words, because of the fallen nature of man, because of Satan's fall, and because of evil, then there is already inherent in this world, an evil that is in constant conflict and fighting against us. And when I say us, I'm talking about the believer. We're born again into conflict, and we were born the first time into conflict. When Adam fell, Satan already existed way long before that as Lucifer, an angel that fell, And he was the first one because of sin to start conflict, opposition against God, opposition against man. And of course, our very first parents, Adam and Eve, they fell. They they did not survive the conflict. And since then, up until the very day that we are buried, we are in a battle of conflict conflict but most most individuals non-believers are completely oblivious to it i didn't say all i said most and the same thing for a lot of christians we think oh we're we're born again so that means that we're born into a garden of eden there's not going to be any problems not going to be any difficulties there's not going to be any circumstances there's not going to be any opposition There's not going to be anything bad. That is a false assumption. It is a belief that has probably been perpetuated by the devil himself to make us think that if we have conflict, if we have opposition, if there is in our lives a struggle against and between what we would call good and evil, then we must have done something wrong. But in reality, it is the devil himself who is wrong. God already knows that from the beginning and to the end, and from the end to the beginning, that the conflict that exists has already been dealt with by Christ. He has authorized the church, his body, to be able to enter into that conflict with authority and with power to deal with the circumstances of life that arise, with the crisis of life that arise, and be able to deal with them. But there are certain areas of life, we're going to call them strongholds, that develop for most people, is not getting up in the morning like a soldier, that's out there in the battlefield having to watch 24-7 because of the enemy. They're not having to uh, having to uh, be at home and, and, and deal with the affairs of, of, of the house because they are involved in physical conflict where their lives depend upon one another as soldiers. They depend upon the lives of those that are uh, supplying uh, the weapons and the food and 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 the strategies and and all that they're depending their lives depend upon these individuals well 
We learn to depend upon God. When David would say, he is my defense, he's my fortress, he's my strong tower, he's my rock. He was talking about God arming him and preparing him for physical conflict against the Philistines, uh, whether it was against Saul seeking his life to kill him, or whether it was against the surrounding nations. and uh, It was physical conflict. But see, our conflict is not against flesh and blood. It's not our neighbor. We don't pick up weapons that are natural to defend ourselves. But our weapons are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And if we're not aware of the fact that we have been enlisted into the army of the Lord of hosts, then we will find ourselves being beaten up by the enemy. And many times the, the, the casualties of war are those that not only fail to prepare, but they didn't even know they were supposed to prepare. So when we start reading in the Psalms, about waiting on the Lord, that is also one of the things that we as a good soldier are doing. We're waiting upon our chief and commander. We're waiting upon the author and the finisher of our faith. We're waiting upon the captain of our salvation as he through the Holy Spirit and through his word does guide us internally So that we can learn how to fight like David said. He teaches my hand to war. He teaches me how to uh, jump over uh, a tall wall or leap over a wall like hind's feet. In other words, he was talking about God has taught me how to take a steel bow in my hand and break it. Well, in the same manner, God teaches us for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities and powers, uh, against rulers of the darkness, the spiritual wickednesses in high places. We are at battle, but we have been given the weapons of God. But we must know and understand the conflict is 24 days, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. There is no letting up, no giving up. We continue to live our lives, but at the same time, we're always vigilant. We're looking out. We're watching. We're watching what our master is saying, and we're watching what the enemy may be up to. He shows us, and he reveals to us, and he lets us know ahead of time, look, the enemy is coming this way. Avoid this. The enemy is going to do this. Stay away from here. The enemy is... And he always knows because we have the inside information. We have the Holy Spirit who as the divine spy knows all the cunning devices of the enemy of which Paul talked about. He said we're not ignorant of his devices. We're not ignorant of his inventions. We're not ignorant of the way that he manipulates and he deals with things here. We're fully aware of how he works. Well, to come up with something like that, this is where we left off yesterday. In Psalm 130, verse 5, I wait for the Lord. My soul, my emotions, my mind, my thinking, my understanding, 
my will. They do wait for the Lord. And I am wrapped up and twisted and bound and tied up in him. And also I am in his word also waiting. So I wait for the Lord. My soul does wait. And in his word do I wait. Like I said, many translations translate the word hope. Then it says in First uh, Timothy 4.15, Meditate upon these things. Give yourself wholly. Not partly, but yet partly is what many times we as believers do when it comes to God and the things of God. We're, <coughs> excuse me, we're partial on these things. It is not a complete thing that we're doing, but it is a partial thing. And that is not enough. It, it, it tells us in the scripture, it's got to be with our whole heart, with our whole mind, with our whole spirit, with our whole strength, with everything that is in us. But sometimes, even when it comes to giving God time, a few minutes seems like way too much, way too much to give him. Yet, to him belongs time. To him belongs our very breath and life are in his hands. And we should consider meditating upon the things that are written in the word of God that are specifically written for us to give ourselves to these things. And then we will see the benefit, the profiting. We will see the end result of having waited upon him. Sometimes uh, sometimes people say, well, it doesn't look like I've progressed or advanced any anything or I, I've not gone any further in my Christian walk than what I was 20 years ago, then it might be possible that you've not practiced meditating on the Word of God daily, meditating and waiting on the Lord. And then the end result will appear physically and spiritually before the eyes of those that are around us. And then study to show yourself, not only meditate on these things and give yourself holy to, but study to show yourself approved unto God. Study. Uh, we, 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 we assume and we think of, uh, I have homework to do, I have to study. We, we assume that involves a book, it involves a, nowadays maybe it would be a tablet or a laptop, a computer or a desktop, uh, something digital, something electronic. But normally we would think of, especially in the past, of studying. It involved a book, it involved pencils, it involved paper, pens, writing, maybe even a calculator, depending on what one was doing. Well, the scripture says, study to show yourself in 2 Timothy 2.15, approved. See, so we want to see our profiting take place, but we also want to be approved unto God. Not unto man, but unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed. And remember, we had read in the Psalms, those that wait upon the Lord will not be put to shame, will not be ashamed. But we have to, we have to learn to rightly divide the word of God, rightly dividing it. Uh, it it's something that, that has to be done. Because some people take verses and, and quote things totally out of context, misinterpret things, and then assume and believe because it said that, you know, that that's the truth. 
When in reality, we have to be led by the divine teacher. When he, the Spirit of God, has come, he will guide you. He will lead you into all truth. And all truth is Christ himself. As we, uh, as we learn to rightly divide the word of truth, then we learn to rightly interpret the word of truth. And as we learn to rightly interpret the word of truth, then we rightly learn to walk in that truth. Not only is your word a light and a lamp unto my path and unto my feet, but it is truth. So, in uh, 1 Thessalonians 1.10, And wait for his son. We are to wait, just like uh, the Old Testament saints waited. We are to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, which has delivered us, and he did deliver us uh, from the wrath that is to come. Search the scripture, for in them you think that you have eternal life, and they are they that testify of me. In the scripture you will find Jesus, both Old and New Testament. If we'll allow the Holy Spirit's light to shine, we will see it. According to Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is quick, it's alive, it's powerful, it's mighty. It's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit and of the joints and the marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. So, in the past, because we entered, when we are born in this world, into that conflict, basically vanquished and defeated uh, by an enemy that had us under his control because we were born in or unto sin. And therefore, Jesus, when we hear the gospel, the light of the gospel, opens up our understanding so that our mind uh, can be renewed, so that our soul uh, can be transformed and affected by the Word of God and the Spirit of God. We're born again in our spirit and quickened and made alive by the Word of God. And at that point and at that moment, we have been recruited into the army of the Lord. Well, I see our time is up. Consider this food for thought and for the imagination. You have been recruited just like they recruit in the natural, but we have been recruited into the army of the Lord. Consider yourself a good soldier and learn to endure by waiting upon the Lord. The Lord richly and fully bless you. Keep looking up. Remember, he's coming. In Jesus' name, amen.